0: The Touchdown City Podcast is presented by Salango Law, where you don't get excuses, you get results. Visit them online at salangolaw.com. to you from the Riverbank Studio is your host, Anthony Lewis, along with Avon Coburn and Derek Bailey, and this is the Touchdown City Podcast.
1: Welcome into the Touchdown City Podcast, presented by Solango Law, produced by the Charleston Gazette-Mail. I'm Anthony Lewis in the studio today with Derek Bailey, and joining us on the phone, the GOAT, Avon Coburn, and welcome into Season 2, show number 1 of the Touchdown City Podcast. Gentlemen... Welcome back. It's good to be here. Yeah, welcome back. Ready for football. Oh,
0: absolutely. So ready for football. I can't wait.
1: So usually I don't wish my summers away, like in general, but it's been so hot that I'm, I'm over it. I mean, it was 96 degrees
2: today. Yeah, uh, August has been miserable. I'm done. I'm done with summer. I'm ready for fall.
0: Guys, guys, hold on, hold on, hold on. It is not hot enough. I don't ever want to hear you guys say anything about the heat again. I don't want any snow ever. I'd rather so, it be 100
1: than 20. Well, I'll say that. I'm not ready for the snow, but I definitely am done with this 95 degree and in, in then like 80, 90 percent humidity. I'm it's out. awful. You know, no,
0: I'll, I'll take it all day, and I'm sorry.
1: Well, you know, I'm a big fat guy. I'm out. I'm out on this. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's not good for fat people. Yeah. I'm tired of
1: it. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with it. So, but uh, it's good to be back, guys. Um, you know, I'm ready for some football. You know, we um, you know, we did some stuff over the summer. We did some interview stuff, but uh, it's good to be back and have some things to talk about. Plenty to talk about at the end of the show today. We're going to dive into some stuff about Maryland. But first and foremost, um, since we last talked, uh, we, we got together a few weeks ago and put out a show, and we talked about the name, image, and likeness stuff, but... What's funny is, since we've done that show, that stuff is basically fallen off the table. I, I, you don't hear any, hardly anybody talking about
2: it. I guess it. it's because the game started and nobody's talking about it now. I mean, we're already in our first show here, and Scott Frost is already on the hot seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy,
1: he's in trouble.
2: Oh, he's in major trouble. <laughs> did, you, did you guys get to watch any football yesterday? I, I watched, I watched uh, three games. I probably saw UConn, – UConn's probably the worst team in the country. Well, that, that could have been us. Boy, they're bad. They got beat forty-five to
1: nothing. You know, you know, people. And we're going to get into let's here in a second. We'll talk a little bit about the things that are happening within the Big Twelve. But you know, in the Twitterverse, you see a lot of people, and even on all social media platforms, you see people that are pretty upset with Oliver Luck. But if you want to know where West Virginia would be without Oliver Luck uh, guiding us to the Big Twelve, take a look at UConn. Was it brutal?
2: <laughs> I watched Fresno run back-to-back drives, one play seventy-seven yards, one play seventy-two yards, like fourteen-second drives, touchdowns. Both drives. It was forty-five nothing was the final. I think it was thirty-one nothing at halftime. It was ugly. It was just they're very bad. They didn't play last year, did they? No, that was another bad thing for them. They set out a year, so I'm sure that hurts. Yeah, they should probably go ahead and set this one out too. It looked like they, yeah. they were setting out shutting down. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, let's get into a little bit about the Big Twelve, and and I don't want to really harp. Everything that's going to be said has already been said about, um, you know, the, the collapse of the Big 12 or what is a perceived collapse. Um, Texas and Oklahoma headed over to the SEC, which is, which is a done deal. But I wanted to bring this up to you guys, and it's been kind of weighing on me as I've been kind of thinking a little bit about uh, what's happening, and I want to get your perspective. If you take the top two teams out of every conference and eliminate them, what do you have left people want to make out the big 12 without those two teams to be a junk league and i'm not and i'm not so sure i buy it because i think there's still value with oklahoma state i think there's still value with baylor there's still value with football teams in this league but if you do that across if you if you take the top two teams from the acc what do you have left well who are the two t- top two
2: teams in the sec or i'm sorry in the acc
1: I mean, you're looking at probably Clemson.
2: I mean, and do, then then pick one. Yeah, do you say Florida State, North Carolina? I probably mean, but, this year, North Carolina. You know, I told I told you before the show started. If you took Ohio State out of the Big Ten, you have a souped-up MAC conference that's just got slightly better. Well, I mean, they're better players, but there's nothing left in the Big Ten. You can combine that whole conference and play Ohio State. You know, if you took the rest of the teams in the Big Ten, they would not beat Ohio State. Ohio State would have an advantage in almost every single position. Um, the the uh, Pac twelve without Oregon and USC, I really don't see a whole lot there. And then the ACC without Clemson, I don't, I don't see anything special there either. It's, I, I agree. Every single conference is the same if you take the best two teams out of it. It's just it is what it is. So, so Avon, I'll ask you: Why is
1: it that the, there's a perception that the Big Twelve is garbage without Texas and Oklahoma?
0: And the reason wh- the reason why they say that is because they are the ones that that bring in the money. You know what I mean? Those are the ones that are are going to the big the big games. But like like I don't think people look past those two teams and realize that hold on. Everywhere like like I mean like we just talked about everywhere we go it's the same thing in every scenario. I mean, in in the in, in the SEC, you know, Florida, Alabama, it's um, it's a
1: little deeper over there.
0: It's it, but but it's I mean four to,
1: what, it's how four many to do six. it's it's f- at least four.
0: I, oh Georgia yeah. Florida, I mean Alabama, I guess
2: Florida. I'll give them LSU, Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. You know you can throw Auburn in there. But either either way when when you start talking about these and you look around and and the perception is what matters. And like diehard college football fans they don't they don't care. They want to watch college football. They don't care if it's they don't care if it's a a Tuesday night game between Toledo and Bowling Green. They're gonna watch it. Casual college football fans—they see Texas, Oklahoma, USC, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, Notre Dame, teams like that. That's who they want to see play, and they want to watch those teams play each other. That's why the perception is what matters. You could make an argument that in the last ten years, Texas hasn't even been close to the best program in their own state.
1: I would agree with you. So that's my that's my that's my and why what makes me think about this is in this way because. What other than money? The national. What does Texas bring to the SEC?
2: They're going to be a fifth or sixth place team in that league. It's it's just the national perception. They're considered a blue blood. Ooh. It's like a basketball. The, you know, like the basketball thing. How they have Kentucky, Duke. They're blue
0: bloods. And people took can, that right out of my mouth. I yeah. mean, they're considered a blue blood. A blue blood. And to me, like like I mean, they haven't been that since since Vince Young. You know what I mean? They haven't been on that perennial stage. I mean, they've been middle of the pack. I mean, they've beaten people in their conference, but they they haven't beat Oklahoma.
2: If you want to, if you want to get technical, I'll give them the Mac Brown era. Like they were a blue blood because, but he's been gone now. What are they on their third, fourth coach now? And you know, they were in the national title game there against Alabama with Colt McCoy in like 2009. But if you go back, Baylor, uh, TCU. Texas A&M, they've all had just as much success, if not more, in the last 10 years in Texas. I mean, it's arguable. It's like they're the fourth best program. Not best program, but they've been the fourth best team in their state, maybe. it's argu- like it, There's an argument made for that. TCU's beat them like seven out of ten times. Yeah, so
1: That's why I'm so bothered with uh, – uh, and so here's my opinion. Here's where I think we, sh- we should happen. You know, I, I, I hear a lot of West Virginia to the ACC – um, I think we need to get off of that horse. And I think West Virginia and the Big 12, not just West Virginia but the remaining Big 12 teams, basically just need to pick up their, you know, pick it back up and build the conference back up. I'm not so sure you need to add 4 teams because I don't know if there's enough if there's 4 teams out there that bring enough value because you you're talking about cutting a pie, but at least bring in another 2 teams, you're going to keep your Power 5 status. And then just move on. You do not need Oklahoma and
0: Texas to move on to the Big Twelve. I mean, I think. Uh, I mean, go ahead, Avon. Go ahead. So what? I, what I would say is, I mean, look, geographically, we need to get out of the Big Twelve. I mean, I I, I agree with what you're saying. I don't think I don't think with them gone, it's going to be much of a big deal. I mean, it will be because you know they they're they're, they're going to glorify us as the old Big East, you know, with those teams leaving. But you know, we are. We are geographically out of our out of our range like we that's why I say go ACC well, or Big 10.
2: It's it's not about wanting to go, it's about the ACC inviting you. There there's some type of a contract in place with the ACC that runs through 2036, so it makes it hard for them to expand because see if they were to expand, then it opens the door for say Clemson and Florida State to go to the SEC and the bow right now is so large that those teams can't. They probably wouldn't do that. I mean, I'm not saying they would do it anyway, but there were those rumors. But if the ACC were to expand, then it technically breaks that contract that runs through 2036. So I don't know if they'll be able to to expand or not, and they'd probably be wise not to.
1: And the only way they're going to open the door for West Virginia is if Notre Dame comes. Notre Dame. Here we are again, talking Notre Notre Dame. Dame. They're the
2: only ones that get it right. I'd go independent. Uh, I don't think West Virginia yeah. can get into that boat. Eh, who knows. <laughs> it might be worth a shot I mean, at I, some point. I think at,
1: at some, some point. point, you know, with this new streaming stuff that's happening, I think down the road you're going to see a lot more independent schools and creating their own uh, pay-per-view type scenarios. But until then, uh, you've got to be conference-affiliated.
2: That's something I'm interested in. Notre Dame's first game will not be on NBC. They are streaming it. I'm interested to see how that goes. Well, First of all, people are going to be upset. Some people. I but, won't watch them. I don't care.
1: Uh, well, they're going to put it on the Peacock? I think, yeah. What
2: yeah. hmm. well you get First going about sick. over there?
0: <laughs> the I, said I hate I hate Notre Dame. I swear I do. Everybody um, does.
2: And they don't – listen, they don't belong. I don't want to hear people say, oh, well, they've made the playoff. Listen, Notre Dame's fine. I'm not saying they're irrelevant. But they get into the playoff. They get beat 52-6. to six. They're, they're irrelevant. <laughs> I don't know, Avon. You had a pretty
0: good day in South Bend. Yeah, I mean I, I I I don't like I don't like them. I mean, I feel like I feel like they, you know, they're they're past their I mean let me rephrase that. They're actually pretty good. They're a pretty good football team. But I just don't feel like they should have the same you know lure. They're on yeah, they, they got the same lure as as Alabama right now. And they're nowhere near the tier team as Alabama. No. I don't I don't so, think anybody is. So they, they should they should you know teams should just stop playing them. They got and, beat. And
2: oh no, go ahead, Avon. I'm sorry.
0: No, I'm saying if teams stop playing them. Then they you know they got to make a move.
2: And well, and and on top of that, you know, last year they get into the playoff. Name another team that would get into that playoff losing, or did they get into the playoff last year? It was no, uh, they did not get in the playoff. I'm sorry, I apologize. They didn't get in the playoff. It was Clemson, or three Ohio State. Two years ago, Clemson, Ohio State. No, they did get in the playoff last year. Yeah, they, they Alabama did. beat them. I'm sorry, they got in the playoff last year and they lost their last game 34-10. to 10. Name another team in this country that goes out there and gets beat by four, three and a half touchdowns and gets into the playoff in their last game. Not many.
0: Alabama? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Alabama. It.
2: Exactly. And does Notre Dame deserve the kind of respect Alabama's getting? Absolutely They're not. getting it. I know they get it every year, but they don't deserve it. I mean, go look at the when they play those teams – and don't tell me they beat Clemson last year. I want to hear it. They beat Clemson's backups in South Bend in triple overtime. When they get into those games, they get smashed. It, they've been smashed I don't know how many times in a row now. They haven't been competitive.
1: Never breaks my heart.
2: Oh, it's great to watch.
1: <laughs> Never breaks my heart.
2: No. Well,
1: I, I'm curious to see. And, and I think this is going to be something that is talked about for years. I mean, it's going to be a few years. Until the lawyers and somebody cuts a big check – we're still going to be like we're probably going to Austin next year, and we're and we're you know I, I expect to play these teams for the next few years. Well,
2: well didn't they say twenty twenty five? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, th- I don't think it'll any, be anything before twenty twenty five, and who knows what college football is going to look like in twenty twenty five?
1: Yeah, it, it's it's shaking and it's moving. So outside of the debacle uh, in Illinois. You watch UConn. Who
2: else played yesterday? I watched a little bit of UCLA. Now you can't, you can't. Oh yeah, they it. packed that place. They, they, oh yeah, all twelve fans saw it. <laughs> all those fans. They play LSU Saturday night. Now this is year four for Chip Kelly, I believe. They were impressive. Now it was Hawaii, so their test is coming Saturday night. We'll see if they're actually improved. I think they're going to be a little bit better this year. I wouldn't be surprised to see them give LSU all they won. They may even beat LSU. uh you know they look they look good. They look what you're like what you're supposed to look like in an opener against an inferior opponent. Let's put it that way.
1: Well, see, I'm not real versed. I, I, I've tried to read up a little bit on
2: different teams from different conferences. They have is it their running back that's that's pretty good. Well, they played two, and one of them's a, Zach Charbonnet, He's a Michigan yeah. transfer. He ran for 100 yards and three touchdowns in the first half. Uh, Only had six carries. Ooh, so wow. they they they, <laughs> they can they can move the ball. You know his offenses usually they usually work. And what's crazy is he's been there for four years. That is the first non-conference win UCLA's had with Chip Kelly. Four years now. Now, I know last year he didn't play non-conference, but still.
0: (laughs) Jeez. That's not good at all.
2: (laughs) I mean, he was 46-7 and or something like that at Oregon. So you would expect him to – you know, I expect UCLA to be good with Chip Kelly, but they just haven't put it together yet. Maybe this is the year. I think sometimes,
1: you know – you know, my, Nike pumps so much money into Oregon. You can walk into Bama and recu- recruit fast. I think there's certain schools you can just walk into. I think Chip Kelly, it'll take him where it may have taken him two years at Oregon. I think it's going to take him four to six years. You know, five years. at. I think basically nowadays, if you're not the top five, if you're not the Clemsons, which when Dabo leaves, Clemson will be what they were for a long time. But um, it takes four to six years whenever uh, you start to recruit and get and get football
2: players in there. Hey, let's be honest too. UCLA's a basketball school. They're a basketball school. <laughs> they they love basketball out there. I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We,
1: we put it to them a couple of years.
2: That that West Virginia did. They did. That was fun. Yeah,
1: I enjoyed that. So with this NIL stuff, you know. Um, Did you see – now, I hate to speculate, so I don't know if I want to go down that road. Let me just put it to you this way. The young lady that's from Hurricane um, that plays at Florida State. The softball player. The softball player. I saw – I'm friends with her mother on social media, and uh, she seemed to have saved enough money to buy herself a uh, nice
2: um, Camaro. See, that's what what the NIL should be about. She worked. She got the money. She did some softball camps. Yes, that's what it should be about. Um, however, I'm waiting on somebody to exploit it and we'll go down that oh, road yeah. whenever it's exploited because, you know, somebody sitting somewhere right now, just waiting to exploit the rule. <laughs> yeah. it, it's just year one. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It'll get ugly <laughs> yeah. real soon. Real soon.
0: Yeah. I mean, getting in the weeds guys. So I actually went up to, 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 uh, Morgantown the other, the other day talking to a couple of players and, and, you know, I'm, I was looking to partner with, um, the, the organization at the that the um university had you know put out there in the forefront vpo I feel, I feel like yeah vpo i said i i feel like i said look let me you know i'm i'm boots on the ground here i've been i've been in it, been in this state for a while you know let's let's get some stuff going and you know i haven't i haven't got any 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 traction with it as of yet but i mean i just feel like if we don't get these players some money recruiting is going to suffer
1: I agree. I agree. And I think um I think it's gonna take some bigger companies to step up.
2: And and, and I don't think it's gonna happen overnight. I mean you ha- you have Nick Saban out there throwing it out there that his quarterback's already worth a million dollars. That's just that's bad news for recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well only one quarterback. You can only get one quarterback. There's still a lot of other quarterbacks well, out there. The one kid skipping school. Skipping, skipping a senior year of high school to go to Ohio State. Which is ridiculous.
1: Absolutely absurd. All right. I'll tell you what, guys. Let's take a break. When we come back, um, I want to get I hear predictions on this year's football season. and We'll do all that here on the Touchdown City Podcast presented by Salingo Law. We'll do that after this.
2: The relationship between a lawyer and a client is based on trust. You have to make certain that the lawyer you hire has your best interest at heart. We typically meet our clients at the worst times of their lives, and it's our job to help them. Over the years, we've been entrusted with some of the biggest cases in West Virginia. That's because we have a track record of success and getting exceptional results. We built a reputation as one of the go-to law firms throughout the state of West Virginia. Joining me, a uh, high-profile lawyer, Ben Selango. Ben, it's a real honor to have you on. In fact, many of our cases come from other lawyers. Lawyers who've worked with us, lawyers who've worked against us, and even those who've merely heard of our results. We're proud of the reputation we've earned in the community for providing exceptional, aggressive legal representation. When you hire my law firm, you don't get excuses, you get results.
1: Sagging, bouncing, or uneven floors, standing water or high humidity, nasty odors or dangerous mold, crawl space problems don't get
0: better with time. But they do get better when you call Alford Home Solutions. It's Mountaineer football season at Tony the Taylor. Tony the Taylor is the Valley's preeminent men's clothing store. Master Taylor Anthony Perizzino has assembled an extraordinary combination of world-renowned vendors and support staff with one goal in mind, to exceed your expectations. In addition to hand-tailored clothing, Tony the Taylor also sells quality WVU apparel from Johnny O to show your support for the Mountaineers. Use promo code LETSGO for 20% off WVU. Apparel at bestmastertailor.com. Welcome, stranger. What's up, guys? This is Anthony Beck, former WVU tight end, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Touchdown City Podcast, presented by Salingo Law in partnership with the Charleston Gazette Mail. I'm Anthony Lewis in the studio with Derek Bailey, and on the phone with us is the GOAT, Mr. Avon Coburn. And I need to tell you guys that our friends at in Henderson Insurance. They're dedicated to providing quality service, affordable rates, and outstanding claim service. Located in Hurricane, West Virginia, they have the ability to customize your insurance solution that meets your needs at a reasonable price. Give them a visit at HendersonInsurance.org for more information. All right, guys, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about um, the season prediction. I don't think I want to go game by game, but uh, I'll start with you, Derek. Where do you have West Virginia
2: minus the Maryland game, so subtract one. I'm going to take them minus the Maryland game. I've got them seven and four. Seven and four. All right. With with losses to Maryland? <laughs> <laughs> no. I made it hard on you. I know you, you made it hard on me. I've got them losing to Iowa State, at TCU, at Oklahoma, and I'm not sure which one, but I'm going to venture to say they lose at Kansas State. Or to Oklahoma State, one or the other. I don't know which one. They'll always there's always that one game where you just trip up and just have a bad game. It's going to be one of those two. And more than likely Oklahoma State, but they usually struggle. Well, they struggle sometimes in Manhattan. So, but I got them eight and four. Okay, I'll same. go ahead and say everybody. I think they're going to beat Maryland. Everybody, yeah, all right. <laughs> and we'll
1: get into Maryland after this. Avon, where do you, where do you see West Virginia finishing the season this year?
0: Uh, um, I. I I, I hate I hate this because I hate going against. <laughs> I mean, to you know, say my, it. twelve my and Like it, it just hurts me to to even say. I hate giving predictions. I, I'd rather go game by game and and how we do it. But you know, for the sake of for the sake of of <laughs> this exercise that we're doing, <laughs> I mean, I would I would say we're gonna get to a bowl game. Um, the
1: hell does that mean? That means six and six are better. Six and six, all right. <laughs>
0: I think we'll get to a bowl game, and and
1: yeah. he's, he's not going to give I, us a I, number.
0: Because I, I mean, I, I hate, I hate, I hate <laughs> betting against my guy because that's just bad mojo. Because I feel like breaks his Those heart. guys go. It, it, I, I, I I can't do it. I, I'm just going to say we're going to get to a bowl game with with a uh, emphasis on a par season. If I can go there,
1: okay. I I, I see West Virginia finishing seven and five. And um, I see us losing to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. um Chico, I said Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. There's two more in there. Texas road games. That's oh, a, Texas tex- at home. I don't see us beating Texas.
2: I, see, I, th- I think I think they'll beat Texas at home. You think so? I, that's the game I think they'll win but they'll lose – that's the game I think they'll win that they probably should not win, and then they always lose one that they should win. So we'll lose – yeah. I see
1: us us losing two more road games and then losing to Texas at home. I think seven and five. It's not going to be – so here's what I want to ask you. And here's – and I'll start with you. If you're going to say one area that has to improve for West Virginia this year to get past the expectations that you just put on
2: them, where do they have to improve? They have to catch the football. They can score. It, it, last year, I, what did they finish last year? Was it 5-4 and 6-4 and and with the bowl game? Is, I think that's correct. Mm-hmm. If they catch the football in a couple of those games, they win them. Plain and simple. You catch the football, I mean, definitely Texas you, Tech. You, can, you can say, well, the quarterback play needs to improve. Sure, he's got to be better. Offensively, they need to improve. Defensively, they're kind of they're going to fill in some some spots that are obviously going to be missed with steals and everything. But just catch the football. Don't turn the ball over. It's that simple. Cut down on turnovers and catch the football and you'll you'll win games.
1: I agree. Avon I agree. If, you, if you were going to pinpoint
2: and, something, what would you
1: what
0: would you see as an needs needs to be an improvement for next year? Um, for me, I, I would I would have to say quarterback play. I mean, to me, they they are in this in this era of football, if your quarterback is not you know that that caliber guy you're going to be middle of the pack and um and also to, to to just just to come back with um what what the uh what the stat says cuz I call Derek the stat um <laughs> so i go up i go up to the i go up to the uh to the scrimmage last week first play throw i think as a comeback we have a drop wide open i'm like oh my goodness please don't start this again and, and see um that's a problem. Yeah, that's that's. We'll
2: see, and that goes with quarterback play. Like you can you can call for better quarterback play, which he needs to be better. I'm not going to deny, deny that, but at the same time, when he makes a good throw, catch it. That's all. Yeah, I mean, that, that'll improve his play.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, here's my thing with him. Um, I, I want to see him move his feet and run. Maybe pull some of those option reads and take it around the corner from time to time. Just do a few little things like that. I think will open up the game for him a little bit. If he would just keep one,
2: I mean, he could probably gain ten yards because everybody in on the defense, they just kill the running back when they do the, when they run the read option. Nobody right. even goes with him. So, uh, just keep one to keep him honest. I, I think he, he needs to learn to move the pocket.
1: I, you know, he's not a – listen, he's not a Wilker. His arm is not Wilker strength. But he needs to move the pocket and make some decent throws. And the guy's got to catch him.
2: That's – I mean – I can't remember who it was last year. We watched – they dropped like seven passes. It was ridiculous. Hmm. If you go and look at the tape against Texas Tech from last year, the very first play of the game, he threw a ball down the middle of the field, and if the guy catches it, if he doesn't score, he's probably in the red zone. He could have ran back to Morgantown. Yes, he was – I mean, and and it (laughs) bounced right off his chest. Yeah, they've got got to cut that out. That doesn't help – that doesn't help his confidence either. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, yeah, like – we could, you know, everybody wants to blame the QB. The, every campus's favorite player is the backup quarterback. It never fails. We've, <laughs> we've said that many times, Brad Lewis. But you, you have to catch the football when he makes good. Those to build his confidence. When he, I mean, you know,
0: you know when he makes a poor
2: throw, everybody in the stands does. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: yeah, I, I agree, guys. Because I mean, I, I just feel like I feel like when you got a guy. When you got a guy that, that you believe in, you're going to you're going to make those plays. Uh, and I just don't feel like, you know, just being there that everybody was all on board for this guy. And, you know, it, it kind of sucks to even say that because, you know, our season is hinging on him being productive because he's the guy. Um, but I'm telling you that, that that backup quarterback, he's electric. He reminds me of uh, what's what's the quarterback he plays in um in Cleveland now? Baker Mayfield. Um, yeah, he reminds me of Baker. He like Bernie a little Cozar, Baker. I mean, Bernie. I'm telling you this dude he has he has I don't know. I, I I just I I like this guy. I just don't feel like they have a lot of confidence in in him. I'm telling you the very first play of the scrimmage, wide open pass, they drop it. I said, "Oh my goodness. Here we go again.
2: <laughs> you can't have that. You no. just can't continue to do it."
1: <laughs> no, you can't. Did you see anything else? I mean, you've had eyeballs on the on the guys. I mean, what what the offensive um, line look like?
0: Um, o line was good. I mean, I, you know, they didn't run the ball as much. You know, it was more of a, a passing thing. But you know who did? Their defense looked good. Their defense looked good. I mean, so so you know, quarterback he scrambles, throws a a, a bad play, interception. You know, for I mean, it's our defense. Our defense is going. I mean, what They were number one in the country last year, right? So, I mean, it's not going to be a huge drop off from, from that. I, that that side of the ball looked looked good to me. Um, I mean, those players. Those players actually look. They look like some football players. I was excited to to be around it. I almost wanted to put some pads on. I was like, oh, hold on, let me. I mean, these casts They they'll kill me out there right now. Well,
1: you, you but you I mean, they look good, man. I think you got a few few plays left in you. <laughs> Maybe I mean, no, we, sir. I think uh, honestly, I think you
0: could probably you could give us ten carries. I couldn't even. I couldn't, bro. I really wish I could. I, I mean, <laughs> I would have to prepare for like six months to run three plays. <laughs> And I'm I'm not there yet. But I mean, uh, you know, getting back to it. Man, I you know, see you
1: I, I see you every morning doing a hundred push ups. You trying to tell me you can't give us ten plays?
0: Uh uh-uh, uh. Bro, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. Um, I'm old. My body hurts. Um What what else did it, you it see done. up there? But um, but yo, know, so our our defense looked real our defense looked real good, man. I, I mean, first, you know, with some depth. We had depth, man. We had our 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 running our backup running back look pretty good. I, w- I mean he he broke like an eighty yard touchdown. Um I mean it, it just it looked like our offensive line was moving well. Um and-, and I mean on top of that we might have some West Virginia guys starting. I'm pretty sure we're gonna have we got a couple already, but we might have at least three guys on that line starting from West Virginia. N- N- Nestor Dude, Nestor's Nestor.
2: probably gonna start. That's a he's he's definitely I'd say he's definitely gonna start. He's a he was a highly recruited kid that transferred from Virginia- from Virginia Tech, so he's starting. He's starting. <laughs> he's starting
0: yeah. our center our center starting he's from he's from fairmont so yeah. he's going to start and i think we have another guard um um that's like gonna it. that's gonna play too so um but i mean they look good man they, they look good i was impressed i was impressed by what they were doing i mean the quarterback the quarterback made some plays that i was just i scratched my head on and then i mean obviously like you said guys when you come out and you know, you like, here we go again with the receivers dropping the ball. Quarterbacks got to be bigger than that. They got to be like, okay, next play. Like, we got to, you know, you still got two more plays to get a first down. And, you know, they dropped it three and out. Punt. Terrible.
1: Uh, that a good,
2: that's <laughs> not a good sign. All right, <laughs> so I'm going
1: to change that. i want to say four and. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let me ask you guys this. And then um, if there's one player that has to have an outstanding season, to be to, – to be for West Virginia to be – and I'm using air quotes here – successful, who's the one player that you guys are looking at to be the MVP that has to have, have an MVP-type season for West Virginia to be, air quote,
2: successful? Go ahead, Avon.
0: So for me, I, I, would, I would have to say it would be um, Letty Brown. Letty Brown. I mean, it, so it's two players. I, I need Letty Brown to be Letty Brown, but then I also need um, Darius Stills to be – absolutely unblockable dante dante i'm sorry dante dante stills I'm first sorry. i
1: thought you said gary stills i was <laughs> like <"What> hey <laughs> you are living in the playing days
0: i, I may maybe i did say i think i did say gary still matter of <laughs> fact um dante i need dante to be unblockable and i need letty to be letty he's he's got to be special
2: yeah I, w- I was gonna say letty brown but i'll go ahead and i'll go a different way i'll say messador because he flashed last year and he he looked you like he was fantastic. Him. I really liked what I saw out of him last year. If he has that kind of an impact, game in game out with Steals on that defensive line, that defensive line will be very it'll be very stout. And you know, football we talk about all this stuff. It's still one on the line of scrimmage. If your defensive line's good and your offensive line's good, you're going to win some games. So I'll say Messidor with Letty Brown. Uh, for me, I want to see um,
1: improvement with. On the defensive line, and I want to see Stills have an outstanding – I need for him to step up where his brother was last year.
2: We didn't touch on the secondary. I think they're replacing everybody back there. At least it feels like they are because half of them felt like transferred out. But, you know, the uh, Martin kid from Capitol, I know he's not listed as a starter right now, but he should be able to be counted on at some point. And uh, but somebody's going to have to step up in that secondary and and do some work because they lost everybody due to transfer.
1: <laughs> yeah. So just this this transfer thing drives me up the wall. But, just for this reason, you know these these kids um, came to West Virginia. They had an opportunity, and then um, you know I, I don't know. I don't want to make any accusations, but you can make them. <laughs> yeah, you can make them. Go em. ahead. Nah. I mean, they end up in these SEC schools, and, you know, they're given another opportunity, which is fine. Good for them. But I, that's one thing I hate about this transfer. What,
2: there was no real reason. Was Smith the one that transferred to Georgia? Yeah, Tyke I, Smith. I believe he's hurt. I believe he's hurt. I'm not sure, but uh, he, he better get ready because he ain't going to have no picnic Saturday night. If he's on Justin Ross, he's, he he's, he might have a long day. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, he'll get tested. I
1: mean, hey, but that's why he went to the SEC, right? Supposedly they're yeah. the best league and – all that fun stuff. So I just hate that for uh, West Virginia because I felt like the defensive back field could have been a strong point And now it's going to be one of those wait and see type things. Kerry Martin's going to bring some extra experience back to the safety position. He set out last year due to, um, with co- uh, not COVID issues, COVID concerns. I guess yes. he had some health issues that he was a little worried about with yeah. coming around the team. So, um, you know, I think he, he's going to provide some depth and, you know, they just got. Um, I can't remember the kid's name now, but he just—he's a defensive lineman. He transferred from Tennessee. He's going to play. Yeah. You know, so um, I think they're going to be in pretty good shape on the defensive side of the ball. Um, yeah,
2: Letty Brown, though, I'd like to see Letty go for about fifteen hundred. That's what I, if you can run the ball, you're going to win games, and that's what that's what I want to see.
0: You know what, guys? I was I was kind of getting a little nostalgic, looking at my plaques, and I, I was looking up there. <laughs> I was, I was looking, like, you know, my senior year. It was funny because I was like, I I finished, I think, with like 17, no, it was like 17, 17 something. I was like, hold on. If I really would have thought about, I could have ran for 2,000 yards in my senior year. Like, I I really didn't even think about it. It never dawned on me until last week. I was like, I was at like 1,700 yards. I could have ran. There's, I mean, I needed like two hundred something more yards. And I would have had two thousand yards. There's in only my like year.
2: there's only like four guys in the history of college football that's ever ran for two thousand yards.
0: I was like, but I mean, to me, that wasn't it. Wasn't even on my radar. So, too so many nights me, out. Too many nights I out. Mean, in
2: Morgantown, man.
1: Say it again. Too many nights out in Morgantown.
0: Hey, I, I I'm not gonna deny that. <laughs> I'm not gonna deny it. However, however, that's possible, man. It's possible it's possible to do that. Like I, I, I actually thought about, I was like, man, cause I, I didn't, it was like, I had what 900 yard games and in, in that, in that year, 900 yard games. I mean, if I would have had two more hundred yard games, I would have, I would have, I would have, I would have been a 2000 yard rush. And I, I didn't even think about it. It never even dawned on me. Like I'm close to getting 2000 yards.
1: I'm pretty sure you're is still, still in the top
2: 25 all time. Uh, in history maybe it might be because i mean to that I, i'm pretty sure he ran uh,
1: he ran for 5100
2: yards yeah, Dar- darren davis for iowa state maybe ran for 2000 twice i think ricky williams ran for 2000 ron dane maybe mm-hmm. i don't know i'm just trying to think of guys that maybe did that uh right and that that's the only three guys that came off the top of my head you know
1: the hey, issue from
0: alabama
2: quincy,
1: quincy was taking your your
0: carries you know what? I was giving them to him. I was so damn tired. <laughs> <Right here. laughs> hey, Xerox, give him the ball. I am blown, but uh, I never thought about it, bro. Like, I mean, if Letty can do that, and, and again, it's not it's not personal goals we're after, but if you're focused on on that, you know, it'll give you that extra effort to to work a little harder in the gym. You know, to really look at look at ways where you can you can find those seams and those creases and and where they might come and what plays they might come in. And if you can do that, it, it, you know, that that's, that's what that's two more wins right there. Mm-hmm. If, if, if we can bang out, you know, cause most of the time for a going around 400 yards, you know, the team is going to be in a position to win that game. Um, but, but again, man, I, I feel like that's a great opportunity for him, you know, and, and I actually have opportunity to talk to him. So I'm, I'm, I mean, and it's not being selfish. It's just putting yourself in a position to say, okay, look, it's possible. You know what I mean? It's possible. And if you think it's possible, now you now you start preparing your body a little different for it.
2: Actually there's there's a lot of guys that have done that now. Uh but it's with the extended schedules and everything, you gotta think they've got more games and everything. And I don't know how I could forget Barry Sanders. He won the Heisman, he ran for like twenty seven hundred.
0: <laughs> yeah, like twenty that was like a Quincy Wilson type of that, so, was, that was insane. Twenty seven
2: hundred? Yeah, twenty like twenty six, yeah. twenty eight or something.
1: All right, well, I'll tell you what, guys, let's take a quick break. But when we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the upcoming game against Maryland. Also, Pac Man Jones pulled up Mike Tyson this weekend. He, he got in the boxing ring. And we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back.
0: At Warner Law Offices, the best part of our day is getting to hand a client a settlement check, knowing we've helped them get on with their life. If you've been hurt in a car wreck or from a workplace injury, call us. I'm Bobby Warner. And I'm your lawyer. Get more bank for your business with United Bank. Whether you'd like to start a business, purchase commercial real estate or equipment, United Bank can help. We support business development throughout our great state, making business and consumer loans and fueling opportunities. Small business owners dreams come true and larger corporations grow. What can we do for your business? United Bank, West Virginia's bank. Proud to be united with the Mountaineers. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Welcome, stranger. What's up, guys? This is Rashid Marshall, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Touchdown City Podcast, presented by Selingo Law and produced co-produced by the Charleston Gazette Mail. Hey, I want to remind you guys, this year, if you're looking for a great place to stay when you visit Morgantown, you need to look into Murph's Landing. It has two bedrooms, three queen beds, and is walking distance to Mountaineer Field. Check them out at MountaineerFieldHouse.com and book your visit at Murph's Landing today. All right, Derek, um, I gave you a little homework assignment. Uh, we're we're back to playing Maryland West Virginia fans. You know, usually I have a pretty good idea what Maryland's about because we play them year after year, but it's been a while since we've played them. What did you dig up? Is Ralph Friedgen? what does Ralph Friedgen have up his sleeve? <laughs> well,
2: Ralph's gone. He's oh, been gone a while. See, see what so, I'm mean, saying? We got Mike Loxley in there now. Uh, but not, I mean, we're basing this off of last year, which was a COVID year. Not sure how much stock you can put into everything. Maryland finished two and three last year. Uh, they look like they struggled to stop the run last year. I show they ranked 119th overall at 231 yards a game. They allowed. Uh, they do have a, a good receiver named Dante Dimas. He's about 6'3, 215. He's a Blitnikoff award guy, a guy. He'll be he's he he will pose a threat for WVU. If you know college football, you're familiar with the name Tua Tua Tagovailoa. His brother is the quarterback. He runs a little bit hot and cold. He didn't play against Rutgers, which is a game they lost 27-24, but they lost their opener, which was the only – I didn't go back very far. I went back 10 years. It's their only loss in an opener in the last 10 years. And, I mean, they've beaten Texas twice. They've beaten Miami in an opener. Uh, but Northwestern got him last year 43-3. to But he threw three interceptions in that game. But then he comes back against Minnesota, and he goes 26-35 with eight carries and 59 yards, and he runs two touchdowns. He throws three. Then he was 18-26 against Penn State with 284 and three touchdowns. So he's kind of hot and cold. If you get him on a hot day, you might they might throw up a huge number. If you get him on a cold day, he might be really bad. Mm-hmm. So you really don't know. There's not much consistency. Tavon Fleet Davis will be their running back. They lost Funk to graduation. And they were 86th overall in defense. They were... 200 yards a game against the pass, which was 26, but it looks like people just ran the ball. <laughs> yeah, so, sounds like so, it. So we'll see. I mean, everybody probably returns except for except for the few guys that transferred out or went to the NFL. And then on offense, they were 55th overall, averaged 145 rushing and 264 passing. And most of that damage came, it looks like, in a overtime win against Minnesota. But we'll see. I mean, it's hard to base anything off of last year. It'll be a completely different team. But – Judging by the rushing stats, I, I I think West Virginia will have some success on the ground this weekend. Do you like West Virginia to win? West Virginia will win this game.
1: All right. Um, so here's one thing: the West Virginia Maryland game has always been a a barometer for mm-hmm. uh, for for West Virginia. Um, like Avon, you guys went out there and got your your tails kicked one year, and. <laughs> Your freshman. I was hurt
0: that I was actually hurt that game.
1: (laughs) So was everybody else. (laughs) Yeah, thirty it was thirty three to nothing. You didn't play that day.
0: I didn't play that day. No.
1: Well, that's that's part of the problem. Yeah, that was that was rough. Um, But it's it's always been a barometer game. If West Virginia wins, they usually I think usually go to a bowl. If they Mm -hmm. lose, um, they struggle. Just like the last time when Maryland blew West Virginia out in D.C. I'm talking. Took their belts off, put them over the over the knee. Well, like Thirty-seven to nothing. Yeah, it, it was very reminiscent. It was it was a very Holgerson esque performance.
2: Yeah, and West Virginia was they stunk that year. It was a bad season. I think Ford Childers played. That was the starter that day. That's right. Ford uh, Childers. It, it, I'll say this: If West Virginia loses this game, there's going to be some calls for concern. Not that they can't lose the game, but it's just I'm not sure how great Maryland is, and with the way those rushing stats look last year. And I know it's. I'm basing it on last year, but it could be a struggle if West Virginia loses that game. I think it's a game that they'll win. They're favored. Uh, I think it'll be a cl- it'll be a close ball game. It won't be it won't be forty two to six. So don't turn it on. and Expect that. But I, I think West Virginia can get like thirty four, thirty eight points, and Maryland get about twenty six. It'll be like thirty five, twenty seven, thirty five, twenty four, something like that. Yeah, I like
1: West Virginia this week. I think, and here's why. I think the offensive line is going to be improved with the, with the transfers. Um, I, you know, you've, got to, you've got experience on the offensive line that should be able to give Jared Dagey a little bit of time to make some better decisions and also to open up some holes for the running backs to get loose. Um, I hate the fact that we lost Alex Sinkfield, but the backups, according to Avon even, have, are going to be um, important for West Virginia this year. And I expect them to be able to move the football. I like West
0: Virginia by a touchdown. Yeah, and I, I'm going. I'm going to uh, uh, finalize this. Um, like you said, we that that is the barometer game. And anytime we play Maryland, we beat Maryland. We go to a bowl game. Um, and sometimes when we lose to Maryland, we still go to a bowl game. And lose but to them most again. Of the time, <laughs> most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. When we beat them, we we go to a bowl. Um, but you know, Maryland has had our number, especially in, in the rich rod era. We had quarterbacks that knew all of our plays. You know, and we signaled everything, so it made it very very tough. For, for us to, you know, have a, to, you know, have a play, but, you know, going in this game, like you said, you know, look looking at the stats of Maryland and other teams last year, people ran the ball a whole lot against them. And I'm, I'm expecting us to run the ball a lot. Um, and I mean, we, our backups look good. Our O line is hungry and I mean, they're big, there, I think we'll do. I think we'll do well on the ground. I'm, I'm expecting Letty to have 175 um, versus these guys. I mean, Ooh. just be, just because of you know what they've done. I mean, they don't know what we're they they know we're going to run the football, but at the same time, you know, Letty Letty. I mean, he looked good, man. I was I was. He's a big back. Like he was a he's a when I when I saw him, I'm like, man, you you're pretty. So so in my mind, he's going to run for at least 150 to 175. We're going to come out with a win. And and I I really really hope I wanted to go to this game as well, but you know obviously I'm not gonna be able to make it. Um, but I, I truly believe you know we got to shut that uh that that student section down. Like that was they're the funniest group I think I've ever been a part of. <laughs> yeah, um, they get they got they got their director that gets in there and you know we're gonna kick the hell out of you and you and mm. you. I'm like oh, so so yeah man. I I know we're gonna win this game. This is a game I'm not. I'm not too concerned about, I think Deggie is going to come out and play well as well. Um, putting, you know, putting himself in, in a position to, to kind of get going. But again, you know, it, it's, it's the receivers catching the ball. I think is going to be our thing, but where, you know, the score, the score, I, I would say, you know, West Virginia, 24, Maryland, 14.
2: All right. So we all have West Virginia winning this week. I think they'll score more points than that. Just, that's my opinion. They'll get more, I, I, the way college football is going, it's, it's no longer a defensive game like you can remember. I can remember watching games growing up, and you would watch those twenty to seventeen games. Now a defensive struggles thirty one to twenty seven. It, mm. it really it turns my stomach. I right. hate the offense. I like defense. Um, I don't know,
1: boss. No offense, Avon. <laughs> Avon, your your former teammate, got in the boxing ring this week.
0: <laughs> did You see, Pack? Pac, I did, man, I did. Hey he looked like he could still play like he, he was slim and trim, but he was ducking some haymakers. <laughs> he was ducking some haymakers. Oh man, this guy, I don't even know his name, but I mean, he was a champ. He called him out and uh, it was, it was, it was fun to watch. I mean, you, you always rooting for your guy. Yeah. Um. And, and, and I mean, to me, I thought it might've been a draw because nobody went down, you know right. what I mean? they they both were throwing punches. Um. And, and uh, you know, um, you know, the champion keeps his belt. But, you know, they, they had my boy losing, man. They had my boy losing in, in the split decision. Um, I disagree with it. But uh, at the same time, you know, at the same time, you know, it's not his sport. But, he, you know, again, I don't know if you guys ever boxed. But, to, you know, with, with a guy that's been knocking people out, to get in there and take some blows and not go down, that that's, that's – I, I commend him for that.
2: Just to dance around for three minutes is hard enough. I can't imagine ducking, ducking punches and throwing punches and everything like that. you got to be in some major shape. I, there's yeah. no way. He's still in pretty good shape. Uh, yeah, kudos to him, man, just kind of getting out of his comfort
1: zone. Although, I don't know if that's really his out of his comfort zone. <laughs> but the boxing, <laughs> boxing is uh, a new sport for him. But he uh, came out with his Mountaineer helmet on. I think he came out to Country Roads. That's right. a good entrance. Good for him. Good
2: for him, that's awesome,
1: yeah I and you know they sold a lot of tickets, yeah. they had but, the ring girl competition up there, Do we know any of the ring girls derek? any of your... I have
2: no idea- I didn't even see it You're... I'm not gonna lie, I didn't see it i didn't i
0: I couldn't see it I mean, and the only way I was able to watch it was off of a a facebook uh feed I mean you know when people get excited, you can't even see what's going on yeah um no i I didn't get a chance to see I didn't get a chance to see very many ring girls because he 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 must have had. Terror, he must have had boost mobile or something because yeah, i'm like man his, i can't see anything
1: or his wife was watching <laughs> yeah that too. Too.
0: <laughs> yeah I, I i I think that
1: was pretty cool um i actually went up to the uh, live on the levee event they had up there that uh they threw together a lot of local musicians and did this the tribute to the stones which uh which was pretty timely considering charlie watt well, Charlie Watts passed away on Monday, and then uh, four days later. But that had already been planned and in the works. And man, they had some uh, great musicians up there. Avon, hey, do you know who the Rolling Stones are?
0: I do, actually. Uh, all I right, do. we're just checking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, don't he, don't, he, don't ask me one of their songs, but I. I, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I oh, <laughs> goodness! I've
1: heard of them. I heard of them. You know the Rolling Stones? I do. I just
0: don't know their songs. Start I don't know me they up. Sing it.
1: You know the song Start Me Up? If You Stop Me
0: Up? Yeah, 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 I know that. Yes, absolutely, I do. Uh, We're going to have to give him another (laughs) homework. He's going to have to listen. (laughs) Last last year, he didn't know who uh, George Strait
2: was. No, I thought he knew who George Strait was. I thought it was uh, Van Halen.
1: Van Halen. Yeah, we had to give him the Van Halen um, homework last year. All right, so I'm going to text you a couple of Rolling Stone songs and uh next week you got to give us a little book report on your uh of the two that i send you which okay. one you like the best we'll do all right all right we're going to get out of here gentlemen i'll tell you what um you know we do about 14 weeks of this so it's every sunday we come out and do it um but uh it's good to be back good to see you guys and uh, Unfortunately, um, you know, Avon wasn't able to make it down, but uh, I'm I'm glad it's football season man. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. I'm excited, man. I'm I'm so uh, listen, man. This covid year kind of did me in. I'm so excited. I bought tickets. I'm gonna go sit in the stands and like
2: drink eight dollar beers and um, be a fan. It it was great to watch. It was great to watch yesterday with fans in the stands. I will say it was a lot better than watching it with no fans. Like, the Illinois crowd was excited, you know, and Belima got his first win. You know, Mm -hmm. good for Belima. But it, it it was fun to watch with fans. Like, last year watching it, even watching that national championship game last year, Tough. It was just hard to watch. There was no excitement. It was just like watching a, a, a practice or something. I mean, it was just – yeah. it was not good. I bought
1: uh I bought a mini package and I have Long Island tickets. So, I'm going up for Long Island, Virginia Tech, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State.
2: That's good. That's good. There's some good ball – and see, there's some good ball games next weekend alongside West Virginia, Maryland. I mean, you know, we have good things on next week to watch. There will be plenty to talk about. Good stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. Hey, I want to remind you guys um,
1: before we take off. Hey, swing by our Facebook page. And um, obviously it's the Touchdown City WV podcast. Check it out. This week, tomorrow morning, on Monday morning, our, uh, our Dell Sparks uh, game prediction game will hit Facebook. Swing by there. And then all you have to do is guess the score of the game. And whoever close, whoever predicts the closest score without going over wins an 8 by 10 from the Dell Sparks collection. Don't steal my score.
2: I said thirty five twenty four. You can't use that one. It's out. All right. <laughs> a- Avon's in that collection. Oh, is he? There's a couple. <laughs> all right.
1: There's one, I think, where they were holding him up after he broke the rushing record. And I think there's a picture from that game, if I remember correctly. All right. Nice. So make sure you check that out over on our Facebook page. Make sure you check us out on all social media platforms. Uh, check us out on your favorite podcast platform. And do us a big favor. Hit the subscribe button. That means a lot to us. And um, before we get out of here, I want to take the opportunity to thank uh, our friends from the HD Media and also, you know, which is the Charleston Gazette Mail. Doug Scaff, um, you know, rolling the dice with us this year, bringing us on board. We're excited to be a part of the HD Media in the Charleston Gazette Mail family. Also, uh, special thanks to my friends uh, Bechet and Eddie. We've been working on getting it up and running. And uh, it's good to be a part of the uh, Gazette Mail family. So thank you to those guys. And thank you to, for, to you and also our sponsors, Salango Law, Tony the Taylor, Bar 101, United Bank, Master's Law Firm, Alford Home Solutions, and the Warner Law Offices. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring. And thank you guys for listening to the
0: Touchdown City Podcast. We'll see you next week. The Touchdown City Podcast is produced by Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media, the Charleston Gazette Mail. Get your Touchdown City Podcast merchandise by visiting touchdowncity.com.